0: That fallen from grace. Why it's America's ah. most angelic podcast, the Pod People. I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I love you more than Jesus. I'm Ben Cheats,
1: but you can call me by my Christian name,
0: White
2: Morpheus. <laughs> and I'm Nick Cleave and the Bad Seeds, uh, Cleveland Mosier, and I'm perched and ready to go. <laughs>
0: We're all perched atop our respective chairs in preparation (laughs) to talk about this week's film, uh, which is a Patreon pick, courtesy of honorary pod boy Zach Confer thank you Zach 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 has has chosen a very interesting film for us to talk about this week Uh, we are of course talking about 1995's The Prophecy written and directed by Gregory Wyden and uh, starring Christopher Walken Elias Koteas Virginia Madsen Eric Stoltz and Viggo Mortensen what a what a cast I would say we're gonna try to talk about The Prophecy (laughs) we're gonna do our best (laughs) we're gonna talk around it but (laughs) i don't know how coherent a lot of it's gonna be
1: apparently uh gregory wyden wrote one of the original screenplays for uh highlander yes he like he did he did the original
2: idea for it and everything you know i have to admit i've never seen highlander
1: i haven't either
2: i need to change that it's not
1: very good people like it but i think that's Nostalgia goggles, but then seeing it as a kid, but then there can be only
0: one. What about the Kurgan <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is in that movie, isn't he? Or no, it's Sean, Sean, Connery. Connery. Sean Connery,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, I, 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 lo- I love me some Sean Connery. So,
0: well, uh, the Highlander is a conversation for another day because we got to talk about the prophecy. This is. A case of the rare case of a, a movie that I know absolutely nothing about going in. Mm-hmm. I knew a couple of the actors who were in it, but absolutely nothing else. And I must say, coming out the other side of it, I don't know that much more <laughs>
2: than I did going in. I'm a little worried because, like, I know I, I was the one in the group who like grew up like going to church and getting ordained and shit I did like too. that. I I'm to right. church as a kid, right? But T.C., you tend to be the one who like enjoys like the theologian side of things the yeah, most, yeah. which is kind of funny, you know, like you you have more of like an outside looking in perspective. I think it's, I think it. it's
0: interesting from, from an aesthetic perspective. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not religious at all, uh, but I, I do find the idea of religion very interesting yeah. and a lot of religions and sort of the stuff, the ritual and stuff that surrounds it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm,
2: I'm really holding out. On you, bud, on this one. Again, no pressure, but I mean, none of us are like theologians, and I feel like to really dig into this movie, it would help a lot. But also, this movie isn't that deep, so yeah. like it's, it's this weird this not middle ground. You know what I mean? Exactly, I like, a
0: smart. Movie. No, it's <laughs> no. Yeah,
2: but, it, oh, but it's, it's so
0: is, weird. But it's absolutely it's drenched steep. in uh, in the I'll just call it the lore of, <laughs> the, uh, of Catholicism. Yeah, the yeah. Catholic deep lore.
2: This uh,
1: yeah. the, <laughs> the the movie's lore kind of reminded me of the show Preacher that we've. Been watching, yeah. yeah, but without past.
2: without any of the self awareness or yeah. comedy, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, What's, a, an air of self seriousness. Oh, this movie, is, this
0: movie takes itself so seriously, Too seriously. which is really funny. Um, it's funny you mentioned Preacher because I actually see a lot of parallels between this and Supernatural. <laughs> um, uh, again, without the self awareness, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Eric Kripke was a fan of this film.
2: What was that movie that came out like around two thousand eight, two thousand and ten, about like archangels. I never
0: saw it, but I remember it. Like, being... oh, uh, uh, there uh, were a cu- uh, legion? legion. Legion. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking did about that. It? I was. I did. I saw it in theaters. Uh, I was actually thinking about this movie a lot during that. <laughs> okay, yeah. during, during this movie, the <laughs> strike was very uh, similar. You
2: know, like the yeah. angels return to Earth or show up or are seen on Earth. And, uh, yeah, in a modern yeah. day setting. So, it's very edgy.
0: Very broadly, this movie is about, uh, Elias Cotius, who is a, uh, a, a cop who, who trained to be a priest, but before he could take his final, uh, vows and be accepted into the priesthood, he had a, uh, crisis of faith. Why is not precisely clear. Yo, he had some kind of vision. We never
2: see him like we we get flashbacks of like the vision, but we never like get a flashback
0: of him having it. And it was really needed. Well, I think he's I think what it's supposed to be is that he's having it in that scene at the beginning where he's about to be ordained. That's when he's like struck with the vision it, and Oh I, so I, we do.
2: I just sorry, in the moment I thought it was a flashback
0: it's not super clear yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not very yeah, wow okay. very well handled but basically he uh gets wrapped up in uh, the second war in heaven because God is gone or something or he's not talking to the angels a and uh, a la Supernatural. That's like the big overarching plot of like all 15 seasons of Supernatural basically is that like God is absent and the angels are kind of running amok uh, in in his stead because they don't really know what to do. Uh, this movie has a lot of that uh there's uh, Christopher Walken is the Archangel Gabriel, and he's the bad guy because he wants to take over heaven, and the angels are coming to Earth to find the Dark Soul. Uh, the Dark Soul. <laughs> it's, literally, they, it's literally the fucking Dark Soul. They call it the Dark Soul multiple times. Is this Dark Souls? It is Dark Souls, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but dumber, but much dumber. Um and, <laughs> No relation. Uh, yeah, that's sort of the the overarching now, plot.
1: You called Christopher Walken Gabriel, which is his character's name. Yeah, but he is Nick Cave in this movie.
2: Yeah, did you did you get <laughs> that? Is. Because Ben brought it up early on, and for the rest of the movie, it was like it felt intentional to me.
0: I I didn't really make that connection at the time, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, he's like got he's, got the he's the a black static hair. Nick Cave. He's yeah. got
1: the blazer. It's. Nick cave, it's 100%. 100%. yeah.
0: Well, this this movie falls into that that tradition of a lot of uh, like '90s and 2000s like uh, supernatural religious thrillers, a la Legion, supernatural preacher stuff like that. Uh, Angels in trench coats is what I call the, oh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. genre. Wow, yeah,
2: that sums it up, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> it's uh, there's there's a lot of movies and shows <laughs> like that. Uh, there hasn't really been one in a while, but. Uh, it is sort of a, a a a genre from a couple of decades ago, and you this know, movie is that. Because the Matrix
2: there's... almost falls into that too, kind of. Yeah, it's tangential. Some I think,
0: some, some aesthetic sense. I think
2: Columbine <laughs> kind of <laughs> killed that aesthetic. Oh no,
0: far. I disagree because I think it was alive and well in the mid two thousands, which is well after Columbine.
1: Maybe yeah. it's just the leather trench coats that died. Like yeah. I feel like the Matrix specifically. That kind of more yeah. specific aesthetic died, but yeah, general you know angels, in trench angels in, like, and trench coats
0: angels and sunglasses and trench coats on, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those in this movie. I guess this is a good opportunity to talk about how the angels are portrayed in this movie, because there's a lot of interesting decisions. Uh, we made the joke about uh, being perched on our seats. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that all of the angels in this movie continually like perch on the backs of chairs like birds. There's a reason, but it's really dumb. I think it's because they have wings so Yeah, they're
1: bird-like. Angels oh, have so
0: wings. they can't sit in the chair because their wings are in the way, but we, you can't see their wings. I'm nodding. Like, with a dumb <laughs> but look later, on my face. Yeah. Is, but later, Christopher Walken's in a car with his, like, uh, zombie thrall. Now I've got my hands out like,
2: yep. So, like, if they had stuck to that rule, it could be neat. The problem is, is that like you have to gather it with context, mm-hmm. and they don't give you enough for it. it it's sort of a half thought, kind of neat idea. But the problem is, like going into that concept without under before that revelation hits, it's silly as shit.
0: Yeah, like it's. I, I think it, I think they're they're trying to do a few things in this movie to make the angels seem inhuman which of course they are as angels and they and you know there's there's like the perching on chairs like birds uh they're constantly like smelling and tasting things christopher walken licks so many things in this movie (laughs) awesome and just like put stuff in his mouth i feel like the way all of the angels interact with everyone in this movie is like weirdly sexual. Yeah. Um there's there's like a, a a sinister horniness to every angel character in this movie. I thought that was great. It's funny at times but uh there are multiple interactions with like a child that like well, when see, when Eric Stoltz is like hiding out in like the abandoned school, and like the little girl comes in, and he like gives her the Dark Soul—that was rough. It's that it, was like creepy. that whole scene. He looks like a pedophile. He's he's a- acting like a pedophile. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't I don't know if that's supposed to be because I, I feel, feel like, it almost feels
2: thematic, and it's like okay, well, and you're supposed to be creeped out by it. Like that's that's clear. But
0: he's like supposed to be the good angel. Well, I guess it's kind of gray. Yeah. yeah Cuz he didn't I give should. her the dark soul. And well yeah, and and he gives her the dark soul by like kissing her. Fucked up. Yeah. Which is weird and he does that like after a a whole scene of him being like you're such a good little girl. Can you keep a secret? Come here. I I want I want to give you something. My yeah, head. the whole time I was watching that I'm like I feel like my face just like my frown deepened across the course yeah, of that scene. Of <laughs> like as it's there was, going, very hard. There was like, like yeah, we, fu-
2: Ben and I were watching it like in a group online in the DreadXP server for movie night, and there was just like a like when he when he gives her the Dark Soul and like just full on the mouth or whatever. There's just like a universal thing in the group where everyone just went, "Oh, and it was like, like oh no, yeah. like yeah, yeah. uh uh-uh. uh yeah." And it's like the smaller stuff. Like I I thought. One scene that I, I thought was silly as shit. We actually rewound it, but generally I liked it. It was like Christopher Walken interrogating the kids with the trumpet.
0: Yeah, I I, I got the biggest <laughs> laugh. Why does he have the trumpet? He it's never very d- real. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. But he never, but he never does anything with the trumpet. But also, it's just like a regular trumpet. (laughs) It's It's not like it's a
1: a regular trumpet that blows out windows. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, he gives it to a kid, and like the kid
2: beeps it, and it blows out an entire window. We, I died. I thought that was the funniest (laughs) shit in the world. I rewound it. Yeah, because again, like there's not enough time to really take it in when it happens. Like you're still like settling into the scene and trying to figure out what's going on. So it's it's too much, like all at once.
0: And, they uh, should have made him a jazz man.
2: Yeah, like the, the mm, just have him thing, just have him saying. constantly
0: just have him constantly like playing the trumpet whenever he shows up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Well, like yeah, then you know Lucifer like sings at one point. It's so there's so many weird decisions in this movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: man, I will say Christopher Walken and Vigo both steal the show fantastic
0: eat the scenery in. fantastic um,
1: i like eric stoltz in this too actually even though he's very creepy in it yeah um he is good
0: he's kind of an understated performance yeah i i think i think for both virginia madsen and elias cotiaz are pretty fine as Kinda well performance wise yeah the char- their characters aren't super interesting yeah, but i think that's on them i think the performances are fine
1: i i have an interesting tangent uh Apparently, Eric Stoltz was the original pick to play Marty McFly in uh, I can Back to the Future. Huh.
0: Um
1: Which is weird.
0: I mean he and yeah, he and Michael J. Fox don't look dissimilar. Yeah, also, they both have the they both have that same kind of like boyish boyishness to their did face. Did the Future come out? Back to the Future came out in the mid-80s. Yes, yeah. so he would have been a lot younger. So it's not, this, you know, this is 95. Yeah, this is so. at least 10 years after the first Back to the Future, right. I think. Yeah. So, like, I could, I could see it.
2: Yeah.
1: It's just weird because he's so creepy in this movie. Yeah. I, I I kept thinking, oh, man, Marty McFly is a fucking weirdo.
0: Just very different <laughs>
2: characters. Yeah. Another thing that sort of uh, distinguishes uh, the, the angels is their dialogue. They all, like... I, I really liked the the sort of it, it's very heavy handed, but I did enjoy like their outward disdain towards humans. Mm-hmm. Or
0: uh or at least their um Well that's kind of the whole neutrality. That's kinda of the whole theme of the movie, right? Is that mm-hmm. the angels are jealous of the humans like Lucifer was and they're they're jealous that God loves the humans more than them yeah. enough to give them souls. So uh Christopher
2: Walken is like constantly calling them monkeys. And yeah, I liked mm-hmm. that. I thought that was fun.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I do I do think it's fun. I I think that a lot of the sort of like threatening uh elements are are sort of undercut by uh how easy the angels are to beat up. <laughs> I, I think that kind of undercuts some yeah. of uh, some of the stuff like You'd expect that, like an archangel, is just like all powerful and can just like point at you and you explode, right? Sometimes they do, but I mean the the, the first, the first, the first bad angel, Gabriel's lieutenant or whatever. Uh, dies because Eric Stoltz pushes him out of a window and then he gets hit by a car. And it's like that's also just how you would kill a person. Like oh. I, I
1: wouldn't I want to talk about that lieutenant for a second. Because Yo, he is he... dressed up like white
0: Morpheus. He is dressed up like white Morpheus and uh you know the the whole angels in trench coats thing but he also has like the is little the, the tiny little round round sunglasses. The tiny glasses. But the
2: thing is like his eyes are also very inset on his face. Like is it Charlie Kirk? Is that the guy who has like the tiny face on a regular sized head oh yeah yeah like he has that kind of thing going for him so like the tiny sunglasses exaggerate that
0: yeah i i don't know who that actor was who played that character but he's a very weird looking dude very weird again like very like charlie kirk-esque
2: yeah just a huge a huge
0: head with just like tiny face tiny face
2: yeah and and the tiny sunglasses just really bring that out and it looks Funny. Like, it looks, yeah, it looks funny as when hell. When
0: he's, he's wearing the glasses to hide the fact that he doesn't have any eyes, but why doesn't he have any eyes?
2: So, the guy, I've seen, I've seen that actor before, but the guy, uh, who does the autopsy on him.
0: Oh, has, yeah, he's, a he Kenny, gives, ba- Kenny Banya in yeah, Seinfeld. Can mean, I forget um, that actor's name. He, uh,
2: he gives us too much exposition, like, more than, like, a mortician would probably, like, really have it like he 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 jumps to so many conclusions yeah where he's like oh he doesn't have eyes like an aborted fetus like that's the first place you went dude (laughs) like um because like i guess it's like it's like a a he's like newly
0: formed like a baby something well yeah because this uh, is a whole spiel and i I forget how hormones and chemicals in his blood that are like Not out of place for like a fetus, but for like a full grown man, it's weird. And how like his bones are strange or something, they don't have like the layers of calcium or whatever that like an adult man would have when like bones grow. It's confusing. I I didn't understand. God just
2: like made the angels, they're not like made to grow up or whatever. I guess,
0: yeah, but. Why does Christopher Walken and Eric Stolt? Why do they have eyes that's a great question. when they come to Earth? It's N-
2: maybe it's like that. Okay, so th- that angel is Uziel, I think. Yeah. Um, m- maybe it's a thematic theme with that angel. That's mm. like some Bible deep lore. That's that's my guess. I, who knows? Yeah. But again, movies do a really not good job of making that shit clear, and it's yeah, it's just it's so many things thrown at the wall. And I think if if you removed some of it, like the perching. Or made the perching more relevant to the giant wings. Like, we got some shadows of the wings. Yeah. it's like, yeah, they're there. And they couldn't, like, get into cars normally. And, like, stuff like that. Like, if if they had taken some extra steps there or less steps and kind of pulled it back a little bit, um, then Christopher Walken's performance could have been, like, pretty earnestly intimidating. Yeah. Because I I don't put... I think Christopher Walken was giving it everything he had.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he he brings his characteristic flair and intensity to the role. And I loved him in this movie. To to the point where I want to see the, the two sequels to this. There are sequels? There's two
1: of them. No, there's four.
0: There's four? What? Holy there's
2: shit. four sequels. Yo, <laughs> I, hadn't even, I hadn't
0: even heard of this movie until
2: last week. I, I know <laughs> on some of the covers that Christopher Walken is on them. He's in the first three. Oh, From
1: yeah. I, I gotta him. watch it. We gotta. We gotta Apparently, watch Apparently Danzig has a
0: a minor role in the second one. Well, see, here's the thing. Now that we've covered this one, we can it's put the, the sequel. sequel on our list. So <laughs> if, any, say, if anybody <laughs> wants to pick the sequel before the end of the year, we can. I might. I'm it's a fair about, game. I guess I, I, uh,
2: if, that's the thing. Like Complaints or whatever else aside, like there's not enough of it. I think you said the same thing when we finished watching it, Ben. There's not enough of it, but... I I really enjoyed Christopher Walken's performances in this movie. I I did yeah. too. I like, did too. His it's 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 really funny like his SNL performances like Christopher Walken's whole thing is his timing. Like that's his He has whole a he has deal. a strange
0: cadence to and the way he speaks, yeah. It's
2: super cool seeing it work so effectively for comedy but also for
0: suspense I mean I feel Christopher like Walken has horror. done has done plenty of dramatic oh, roles yeah. very well but like King, King of New York a lot or... I feel like his character has a lot of zone. pauses that yeah. same in
1: way Yeah in the 2020s people forget how good of an actor Christopher Walken actually is like yes. stuff like yeah. Deer Hunter and King of New York like you said and even this movie to an extent sure. show like he's a really good actor He's an this excellent movie actor is like a great showcase of that too because like He's giving a very intense role, but he's also giving it kind of a campy, hammy energy at yeah. the same time really without intriguing. sacrificing that intensity. Mm-hmm. He he under pull off he this.
0: understands what ty- what kind of movie this is. Yeah, like he's taking it seriously as an actor, but I think he does. Recognize that it's kind of a goofy, nonsensical movie, and adds the 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 right amount of camp. Yeah, Christopher Walken rules, and I I think you're right. I think that sort of as we got into like the 2000s, he had a string of just being in like kind of shitty uh, comedy movies. Well, I feel like
1: he's an Adam Sandler player at this point. Yeah, like he's a minor character in all of those. Adam Sandler. I just think himself. of
0: him. I just think of him in that fucking Balls of Fury movie, the ping pong. Oh, yeah. Did y'all ever see that? Cameos and
2: stuff. Yeah, man. where
0: he plays like a. Uh, I would say an, an, an insensitive, <laughs> uh, an yes. insensitive cultural representation. Oh, yeah. But um, how about that? Yeah. Well, well, I I I know that um, he just got cast as the the, the emperor. Autumn in dune yeah. in dune part two which i think is exciting because um, like right after i that news came out i saw a clip from an interview that somebody did with him a couple of years ago in like uh 2018 or something like that or 2020 and they were sort of asking him like um like why have you not you know been in more movies recently and he has this moment where he's just kind of like well you know you as an actor you reach a certain age and the phone just kind of stops ringing and like seeing that clip i'm like oh no like i'm so sad like he's such a good actor and he's not been out of acting because he wants to be but because he's stopped being cast and stuff so to see that right around the same time as the news that he's gonna be the the padishah emperor in uh in dune is very exciting also Perfect casting. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Perfect
0: casting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And and seeing his his role here, like it, frankly, it has me even more excited. Yeah, totally. Like, I yeah, I, I'm I'm super here for it, and I hope I hope that it in some capacity like jumpstarts like something reinvigorates
0: sort of... his career a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's like, pretty old at this point, so I don't know how much he's trying to
2: act, but, but... Let, let's see a nice sunset on his career. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I,
0: uh or whatever
2: he wants. But like, I I think that would be super cool because yeah, I I love I love Christopher. Walken. I, agree. I think he's, he's fantastic. I think he's pretty universally loved. No, it's cool. I'm glad we're all on the same page that, like, yeah, his performance was, like, pretty rad in this movie, kind of in spite of, like, yeah. some of the, the ideas that don't land, like, around the character. Because, yeah, I th- I think that, like, if they had, they'd really, like, if they just pulled it back a little bit, or taken it to a more logical conclusion, just made things more clear, you know? Yeah. Because like, the lore, I hate to use this term, because it's usually used by, like, shitty, like, Marvel and DC fans, but, like, if their power levels were a little more clear, like, I know... <laughs> yeah. You're not in your head, like you know what I mean. And yeah, it's like no, again, I, I hate that term because it's
0: it's usually like,
2: oh, Superman's power levels. Are. I don't care, but here I, it,
0: it is kind of needed to be established. I mean, like, yeah, it, it think, would really yeah, help. I think an archangel should be a little bit more powerful than than he is in this movie, especially because yeah. like we see him do things at times, like when he breaks into the morgue to destroy Uzil's body. Um, I mean, I guess he does, like, put some, he, like, rubs some oil on his face or something, so maybe that has something to do with it, but he does the thing where he, like, it's, it's almost, like, a weird breaking the fourth wall moment, because, like, as he's walking away, he, like, pretty much looks into the camera, and, like, puts his fingers to his lips, like, shh, and then just, like, points behind him, and the body catches on fire, Let's talk about shushing. He yes. shushes everybody in this movie. And it, it's like it's like a recurring motif for him. And I, I would I like, it. It, yeah, it's
2: like, it's like it. I think it's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, I, I would have, like, earnestly thought it was cool and a little bit creepy. Because it's a fun thing. Like, shh, yeah. you know, yeah. quiet. I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, that's cool. That's a neat idea. But it's, it's undermined super early on when he first meets the detective... Uh, in the church, yeah. The detective's in there, and he's like trying to like figure his shit out, and he's like praying again. And then we hear Christopher walking behind him, and the camera pans, and he's like sitting there in the church. Mm. And he says to him, and I'm I, I'm gonna have to paraphrase because I it, it's it's so fucking insane. But he says this thing. It's like, how does it even help me it, out? Help uh, me out. How
1: does it even like, start? Do you know how you got that dent in your lip?
0: In your uh, yeah, your upper lip. Yeah. Which but, I forget the the philtrum. The philtrum, yes. The technical term. It's just like,
2: before you were born, I had a secret and I told you to shush.
0: I put, yeah, I put my finger to your lips to keep you quiet before you were born or something like that. What does that mean? Quiet.
2: It and it's it's just so like out of the like you're talking about something else when he just says like do you know why you have that thing above your life? and it's like wait what what's going on it is just so, so he can, out it's of just the so blue so
0: he can shush him before he leaves yeah it's like it's so confusing and it's it's
2: again there's like a nugget of a cool idea in there where he's saying that like yeah I I've been around for so long I was like a part of your creation
3: mm. you know yeah.
2: like in some small part like I had to play in helping God. You know, and it's like I told you to shush. And it's a cool like, and it's like, kind of like how the zebra got its stripes kind of thing. You know, Yeah. and like there's a there's a neat idea. There's in a that, nugget
0: of a cool idea there, but it
2: just it isn't executed right. Right, and, it, and it's and and it's not again, it's not Christopher Walken's fault. It's just it's sort of out of the blue, and it it doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't land. But it, and it and it I has know, the I, rest I, of the movie giggling.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. It's the the weird thing about this movie is that it's so full of uh i'd say almost overflowing with lore but all in the ways that don't matter it's like there's there's (laughs) there's Ah, so there's so much there's so much lore in this movie (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't really (laughs) matter to the overall story and it's like i i feel like if they had put the lore in the right places then this could have been like a really sort of like rich Uh, universe that they created with like lots of like cool ideas and rules and stuff like that. But it feels like all of the places where they put the lore is like, okay, that's not important to this story. It doesn't matter at all.
1: I feel like the most bizarre example of that is the heavy native (laughs) American elements in the movie. What what, was the second half? Like you have such a uh, Catholic driven movie and then you kind of veer sideways into this, uh, into uh, shamanism. Mysticism. Yeah. It's, I,
2: I think it's racist. Like, <laughs> it's, it's racist. Like, I, uh, again, I I'm don't not, know if I would, I don't know, know if I would be offended. that I'm far. not the party to be offended by it, and, like, I'm not, I'm just kind of, like, calling it as, like, I perceive it, but, like, I don't know. It felt it felt like they're like yeah. There's angels. There's this. Stuff. I'm actually I'm quoting my buddy Spence who was watching it with us. But he was like you know like there's angels and you know like they they're from heaven or whatever. And oh I don't know. There's also some magic Native Americans in there too. You know like let's throw that in there because they're in the desert. The amount of thought that is put into it and how it interacts with the lore. Yeah. It just it feels it really just feels like they're like I don't know. This looks neat. Like, it, it it's such like a second hand thing and it's just it's it just it, it's boiled down to just yeah they're magic
0: it's yeah it's not it's not thought out at all like I feel again I feel like there's a nugget yes. in there somewhere where what they're kind of trying to do with it is that these sort of magical laws that govern this universe they're accessed by the indigenous people the same way as they are as everybody else it's just how they view them is different, but that isn't explored at all, at all. really. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of get the idea that that's what they're going for. Because the whole thing is that the the little girl who uh, Eric Stoltz uh, makes out with to give her the Dark Soul um, is... uh looks like it, a beaver. Yeah. What she looks <laughs> she so like me? She has very prominent uh, front teeth. But uh, she, yeah, she's Native American. So, like, when she is given the Dark Soul, it starts to make her sick because it's so evil and dark, or whatever. So her grandmother takes her to like this tribe that's like living on top of like a butte in the desert, and uh, they just put her. In like a wigwam and just like dance and chant around her for like the last like thirty minutes of the movie, just a lot of ah, ah, ah,
2: like yeah. the whole time, and it's yeah. it's not explained. The we don't get a native character who explains why. Well, or I mean, what. it it they do a little bit. There's like they hired a handshaker or something. Like, and I, I mean, I guess spo- I
0: guess it. spoilers sort of, but like it does. Work at the end, like that they are able to like banish the dark soul. It has like which, an I believe in fairies, which kind appears of fairies. as like a gooey skeleton. Footnote uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll on that, we gotta
2: yeah, that give that its own yeah. time. Uh, but with, like the native characters, it's just like it, it really is summed down to that. It's it, it set in like what New Mexico, Arizona,
0: and, something like that. And, I, I couldn't I couldn't yeah. quite place so where it was. It could also, be California
2: as well. It also works its way into the soundtrack, but it's not really like native like. Instruments, it's just sort of like bongos and shit, and it's like, yeah, yeah. it's a tr- tribal, yeah, and it's just one not, of those other things. Where not, just dissimilar, really rude. not dissimilar, not like, dissimilar from
0: the score to Predator Two, mm-hmm. but there, it's like, okay, the city's the jungle, or whatever. Like, it's yeah, a little, sure. it's a little weird, well, but uh, but yeah. like
2: here, um, yeah, it's just like they're driving through the desert and like they just put like Jurassic Park shit over the top of it, and it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what? Uh, uh, also when the, I like, I like that our big reveal that the girl has the dark soul inside of her, the way that they tell us that the dark soul is dark is it's just super racist right off the front. It's like, she says, and I quote, <laughs> like, when you cut off a Chinaman's
0: head. Like they bleed different, yeah. Or they well, bleed the okay. Same? What was the no? They they don't. It's they don't bleed the same. So it's not like killing a person. Basically, yeah. it's that's that's the gist of it. But to give that some context, I don't think this is super well introduced in the film either, because um, I feel like it just kind of happens. But the the pre- the previous holder of the dark soul. Is just like some colonel, some like retired army colonel who we never see before. He's dead. We don't know how he got the dark soul or whatever, like Basically how it came. People or something. We got a scene of them digging up his corpse. Yeah. Well, well Eric Eric Stoltz goes into the church like at his funeral when nobody's around and like sucks the dark soul out of his body, which is how he has it and then he gives it to the little girl. And we do see, um, like,
2: the general on footage, but it's not... Well, yeah, really much to...
0: Elias Cotius goes to his apartment and, like, uh, finds some, like, old footage of him in the Korean War, and then also finds a locked box full of, like, uh, skinned face. faces, like, human faces... But we don't really know anything about this character other than that he has the Dark Soul. I mean, this is a whole plot in of itself. Yeah, this is a whole. Oh movie. yeah, totally, totally. But so it's like not once time. So once the things. Dark Soul is in the little girl, she starts talking. Like, the colonel, which I think provides for some really funny moments, like, when they take her to the Butte, uh, and she's, like, looking out across the desert, and, like, Elias Cotius goes to talk to her or whatever, and uh, she's, like this is a very well defensible position. You can see for miles, and there's only one way up, so with the proper fortifications, you could hold off against an entire battalion. It's like, this is coming out of, like, the mouth of, like, a ten-year-old girl. I just thought it was so fucking funny. But what... What got me to that in the first place is, like, yeah, the weird line where she's saying that, like, if you cut off the head of a Chinaman, he doesn't bleed the same way as other people. But we see that he was in Korea, okay. so <laughs> it's just being, like, doubly racist. Yeah, it's so weird, man. Like, oh, and
2: also, too, like, when they get the line about, like, it being a defensible position, I, we're three-quarters of the way into the movie at this point, maybe a little less... And uh, it, it, even at that point, like, the, the lore should be pretty well established at this point, but I'm still asking myself, like, can they fly? I don't know. Like, yeah. can, can how do the angels get there? Because we also just see that, like, Lucifer just shows up yeah, oh, in that pos- in that place. So it's like, how defensible is it? What does that matter? But
0: Christopher Walken has to drive there. Yeah. He has to. He has he has to go get like a new zombie thrall who can drive him up there Love because that. he can't drive the car on his own or something. Which <laughs> why why <laughs> he's been Earth for like a
2: thousand years. It's yeah. plenty of time to get a driver's license or learn. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: I feel like if you're an angel, like cars are not that hard to figure out. Yeah, it, it almost, it's like you have this wheel, you have a pedal for go and a pedal for stop, and if you <laughs> and if you can figure that out and the wheel, it's like you can basically drive. Well, it's,
2: it strikes me as them writing it in reverse, like in a bad way, where they thought, oh, it'd be really cool if Christopher Walken has a thrall, you know, it like, yeah. has, has a familiar. Oh, but if he's a now powerful angel, why does he need one? And he just kind of throws that he needs someone to drive for him. And well, like, yeah, all like maybe it's like him being like they kind of. He has another reason, and he's being comedic there. It's it's hard to tell. They kind
0: of establish it with his first thrall, where the dude is basically like, "Why won't you just let me die?" I love and, that. And yeah. Christopher Walt. Well, yeah, I like the idea that he's like. What he's doing is he's, like, cramming a soul back into its body after it's died so, like, the body is still rotting, but he's just, like, shoved the soul back in. Um, Like, conceptually, I think that's cool.
2: and eventually he'll give them his permission, their permission to die.
0: To to die, yeah. I I think that's really neat. But, like, he tells, he tells the, the he tells, like, his first zombie slave that, you know, sometimes there are jobs that only a monkey is fit to do so it's like he's above like doing these things he's but is he really because really all we ever see is just he needs somebody to drive him around but also like doesn't he have wings how maybe what are what are the rules rules? (laughs) and it's like maybe i
2: guess like you could say and again i feel like I'm Star Trekking the, you know, like Star Trek fanning this, where it's like the light up buttons never meant anything, but you can say that they have warp speed, sure. you know, or whatever, um, or they're specifically for this thing. Like maybe like when they come to Earth, they don't have, they have to take like a mortal like form and so they're just used to being perched perching around with their but wings see, and it's the, like a bad habit but see that's the
0: lore that yes. needs to be established that needs to be said. That's that's exactly my point where the like that's, that. that's the kind of lore that needs to be established not some other stupid bullshit that doesn't matter like these are the things that we need to know a little bit so we can buy these things like what what are the angels powers what are they capable of what are they not capable of and why is it like you said because on earth they have to inhabit a mortal body so they're not they don't have the same powers that they do in heaven like these are things that we need to know <laughs> yeah but the movie does it just kind of uses whatever conveniently and to go back to them defending the Butte, they don't do, they don't, I, I thought for sure after that there was gonna be, like, oh, they prepare some, like, fortifications or something to, like, hold off Christopher Walken, but they don't really, all they do is... Is like lay a chain across the road, so when he drives up, they can pull it taut, and the car hits it, and he goes flying Yo, out the windshield. That shot which is fucking great, hilarious. It's hilarious, so it funny. It looked
2: really good when the, like the the front of the car like straight up gets crumpled on that chain, and he flies out. Yeah, of it. he it just looks... he just like flips out the <laughs> out the. Yeah, it looks so good. Like that shot, like hilarious. Like it's you're so funny. laughing at it because yeah. like you know that like the angel isn't gonna mm-hmm. die or whatever. But like. Man, like if that had been like in a more serious film or not a film that takes something, but like authentically serious film, and like the person had just like absolutely like exploded, like when they came out the end, that that shot would have been fucking phenomenal. Still, what? Yeah, like there's a lot of shots in this movie that are, that are impressive.
0: I just thought it was so funny because <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of undermined by all the other silly. I shit. just thought it was so funny because it seems to be establishing a theme that the angel's weakness is car accidents. <laughs> because that's how that's how the the other bad angel gets killed at the beginning, is he gets run over by the car, and then when they need to beat up Christopher Walken, they fucking crash his car so he flies out the window. So it's like, angels are all powerful, except, to, except they're not immune to car accidents. Maybe that's
1: why he doesn't drive. Because that's right
0: cars cars are truly me. the uh the the profane uh anti-angel uh <laughs> machine <laughs> <laughs> they are uh they are an affront to god's light yeah. the automobile
2: i um i really like the scene where after losing his first familiar christopher walken goes like goes into a hospital to get another one he also mm-hmm. he also makes a point where it's just like Yo, those things are really hard to get a hold of. Like, they're a real pain in the ass to get, like, another familiar. That was kind of fun. And then he goes, and he goes into a hospital, and he, like, he's, like, checking the reports of everybody, and he's, like, oh, he's gonna recover,
0: fuck you. Just, like, throwing the clipboards around.
2: I love that whole scene. And, like, he goes, and he finally's, like, oh, on life support. Deteriorating. Deteriorating, okay. And he goes up to it, and, like, the machine goes, dee, 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 and, like, they die, and he's like, he's like, nope, get back in there. Get back in there, yeah, and, like, the That's, person wakes up and is, like, horrified that they're still alive.
0: That That know, is one pain. of the, the, the lore things that I feel like those rules do kind of make sense. It's like, okay, he has to be, he tells the nurse that, like, timing is really important because, obviously, he has to be there at the moment of death so he can grab the soul before it flees, the body and force ram it, it and in. ram it back in there, which rules, which is also, cool. Yeah,
2: it's also like a, a tertiary thing. It's it's a it's a side note yeah, it, in like the importance in of the, the context narrative.
0: of the film. It and doesn't. Like that's
2: what gets weight, and that's yeah, what we get to understand. It has
0: it has no real importance to the story at all. It's no. flavor, and it's but it's great cool flavor. flavor. It's cool flavor. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like that a lot.
2: It's like you know you can get a lot of depth into a two hour movie, um, and make it feel like a three course meal where, like, each bite that you take, each scene is, like, rich with flavor, and you move down these series of flavors or whatever, and there's maybe a theme or there's something along those lines, and you're drinking a nice wine that pairs with it. And it works, right? Mm -hmm. I I love a good food metaphor. Yes, you do. This movie is, like, a sub sandwich where they've just put every condiment on it. Like, we've got mayo, we've got barbecue sauce, we've got Chipotle ranch, we've got honey, we've got, you know, like we're putting it all on there and we're just slathering mustard, every kind of mustard. And it's just like, you take a bite of it. It's like, there is so many flavors in this and I would like any of these flavors like in a, in a, in a more reasonable dose, but the sandwich is just like soup. It's just dripping at this point. Every now
0: and then you get a a really tasty bite where it's like, ah, there's, there's where the flavors blend There are good flavors in
2: here. But there's so many other flavors going on. I can't take in any of it yeah. or enjoy it. So you see where I'm going with this food metaphor. Sure. You agree? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's like, ah, oh, I, I almost... There are good things here, and if you just, like made this multiple sandwiches and you took your time with it and, like, you didn't give me, like, all well, it of this sounds like It
0: sounds like they did make multiple sandwiches. Yeah, and it's, like, like, four sequels. Yeah,
2: and, like, you're just putting the wrong amounts of the wrong, the right sauces, you know, like, in it. It just, it doesn't... Ugh. Oh. They're cool ideas here, man. Yeah,
0: there's yeah. Th- this is this is nothing if not a very interesting movie. Yeah. Um yeah. I I don't know if I would say it's really a good movie, no. <laughs> but uh but it is I I'd never seen a movie quite like this before and I feel like seeing this it obviously like did inspire some things that came after it, yeah, I yeah. think. I, I, I do feel like this movie has is like kind of an important cinematic sure. like touchstone like there's some there's some roots that spread out there yeah, um, yeah but, definitely
2: some matrix inspirations yeah but it, is,
0: uh, it is a it is a mess campier, yeah there there were a lot of times where I felt my attention slipping and like picked up my phone and you know part of that I don't I can't fully blame on the movie this is like one of the very few movies for the podcast that I don't watch with you guys and like I watched it by myself after a full work day and then spending a couple of hours editing the last episode of the podcast (laughs) so it's like I had already been working for like almost 12 hours by the time I put this movie on. And then there are just parts where I'm like, I cannot engage with what the fuck is going Same. on here. Yeah. Sorry, and my hand, a long work day. My hand started creeping towards my phone. I'd pick up, I'd be scrolling through Twitter a little bit, and I'd be like, oh, no, nope, I need to pay attention to this movie. I gotta talk about it on the podcast tomorrow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the biggest fault in terms of that stuff is, like, it takes itself just slightly too self-seriously. Yeah. And because of that, like, a lot of the camp elements don't work as well as they could.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think uh,
1: throwing everything at the wall and doing all this, these crazy concepts and stuff would have worked better if they took themselves less seriously about it. Yeah, totally. Because, like, like I don't need to know all the lore reasons for everything, nah. but if you're not going to spell it out, like, be less serious be yeah, more I mean, fun and i'll just be along for the ride
2: or you know go the other direction because I, I agree that would have made for a much more entertaining movie uh or just better film but um i could also see it going the opposite direction where like you just you trim back a little bit of the lore you know you put more weight on the things that are really like relevant to the like for the viewer to like comprehend what the fuck is happening and you let christopher walk in just be horrifying yeah, and yeah. Uh, that that would also make for a great fucking movie. Like, and yeah, I could yeah. I could well, see Well, that's it the way. thing.
1: Like, like you said, Piggling. you'd have to simplify it mm.
2: if you're yeah. going more serious. You know, which is easy enough. You can prune yeah. the shit out of this plot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I
0: think I think the this movie sits on uh on sort of a a a line where either you simplify it a lot to make it a better movie or you go more over the top to make it a more fun movie yes either way you Mm -hmm. yeah you either you either throw way more at the wall to make it goofier and funnier or you trim it way the fuck down get rid of all of the like superfluous bullshit and have like a more uh interesting engaging sort of thriller um, speaking of throwing things at the wall uh, I want to talk about the scene where uh, Elias Koteas and Virginia Madsen go into the cave for some reason oh, yeah. I that was a part of the movie where I was kind of not paying attention anymore so I don't know if they established why they had to go in there but they go into a cave and they find like the walls are covered with like angelic script or whatever and they see a vision of like a battlefield where a bunch of angels are impaled on uh, spikes. It looks great. It looks kind of cool. I think it there's a couple of not great compositing shots where like the characters are standing I, in the foreground and like that's charming. behind them. Yeah, they yeah look kind bad, of. But but uh, like, but Elias Coteas is like no, and he throws oh, you know, and he throw. throws a lantern at the wall <laughs> and shatters it, and that's what dispels the vision. So he's literally throwing something at the wall. To
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like why? Yeah, like so. What I gathered from that is like he he got the coordinates for it from the I'm I'm kinda of guessing here, but he got it from like that last that missing yeah, chapter something. of the Bible that Uziel left them. I also love how but like, what did, did they were like, "Yeah, we I mean th- carbon tested this. This is older than the Bible. Here, you can just hang on to it, Mister Detective, like random detective man." <laughs> did this they isn't, find like a historic relic that changes <laughs> like the perception of religion, like globally, and could like start like an entirely new religion and shit? Like, no, don't worry about that. You just hold on to it, Mister yeah, Detective. man. Yeah, you can have man. it. Did yeah, they like what? To go back to that That's cave, that though, works. did they did they find anything in there? There was like, like was... writing on the wall, and that the image like was projected off of it.
0: Right, but what so did when they? Through the
2: lantern, it like broke the spell. I guess.
0: But what did they learn from that? What did they gain Angel that furthered... war bad things happen? But we knew that already. <laughs> They told us that already. Yeah, I mean I'm they, not, they I'm not, not it. saying it's good, I'm just saying that's what they told us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Angel you War they Bad. Tell us again. Hmm. It's
2: scary. Uh it, it's gonna it's gonna scare your, your girlfriend. You you better you better mm. throw a throw a lamp at it.
0: Yeah. Um, Damn. I guess
2: it is. Yeah. Oh, well, I think they also find like a corpse in there or something, don't they? I forget.
0: Yeah, but did they do anything with it? The corpse has something on him. Does it do? You, uh, there's again, so much. I wasn't. I wasn't paying super close yeah. attention at like, that I, point.
2: I, I know, like when I took a bite of the sandwich, there was some mayonnaise in there. But like, how much? Yeah. I, I don't remember. There's too many other flavors. I can't. I just can't with it. Yeah. You know. You know. Here's a testament to that. Is um, my buddy Spencer? Um, he's the guy. Whenever we watch these types of movies and movie night, he's like our lore guy. Because we watch a lot of, like, really bad amateur movies, like, a little, like, alien movies where, like, the lore isn't really worked out because it's their first script. Or it's just they, they have too much money and they don't know what they're doing and it's a mess. And, like, Spence is always the one who, like, fucking shows up and he's like, no, 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 I can explain. He and, like, keeps and all he,
0: those details straight. And he
2: breaks it all down. And it, it's, like, it, it's, it's great. During this movie, he was getting mad and confused. Wow. Like, and he's usually our guy who's, like... Oh, yeah, no, man, this makes perfect sense. Like, let me explain. And, and like, you can break down, like, the nonsense bullshit, like, red string stuff that these directors, yeah. you know, like, are going for. But even here, he was just like, this, this is, this is a tracking The it threads, all. the threads are, uh, the threads
0: are really tangled in this movie. Yeah, it's like,
2: man, if it's gonna get Spence feeling like that, like, this movie is tangled. Like, yeah.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's... Talk about something i I did love in this movie, which is Vigo Morton yes, yeah. lucifer let's, uh, please, who plays Lucifer in this the inclusion of his character at all is confusing. But I think he's fantastic Yes
1: I wish we had more of him yes,
0: yes I agree he shows up Like the night of Like when Gabriel's on the way When they're up on the butte and he shows up And he just and again this is supposed to be like a
2: well Defensible location and he just like is there
0: He's just there well uh, he is You know Lucifer himself He's the devil Power um, I love that he has a, uh, a A weird nasty little Guy who's just with him for some Reason send not ever really explain just like yeah here's my goblin that is the extent of what that character does is a couple of times he goes well
2: it's like I guess it's another familiar like (laughs) Gabriel. you know like I guess like okay I guess it's a thing that angels have but like the other we saw two other angels so they didn't have them
0: yeah but Lucifer, but Lucifer, but Lucifer brings <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer brings. He just brings a little guy, a little just a little goblin freak who just uh, sits off to the side, and every now and then the camera will cut to him, and he goes. I bet. <laughs> I'm. I. I
2: fucking bet that in the script he's a zazel or something. Like they never say it and they feel deep about it. It's like yeah, if you got your hands on the script for the movie and if you you put together that the
0: three bands over his eyes would know would
2: mean, yeah, that it's a Zazel and that you're really smart for knowing, and it's like, fuck you, man, he's a goblin. Like But get uh, out of here. Like So dumb. But Lucifer (laughs)
0: Lucifer shows up to help them because he wants Gabriel to fail, because if Gabriel wins. Then there will be two hells, and he wants to have the only hell, yeah. and that's his entire motivation. I I, like I don't. <laughs> that's so silly. I I'm not gonna lie. I don't fully understand how he helps them. I don't. I don't really get how that whole final showdown works. Like Lucifer tells Virginia Madsen that she needs to use Gabriel's own faith against him or something, which doesn't make any sense. And then Gabriel shows up, uh, they make him fly out of the windshield of his car, and then they whack him with a tire iron a few times until Lucifer shows up and pulls his heart out.
2: Well, she also shoots him that's right she she shoots it yeah that's her second time earlier in the movie she shoots him in the chest also yeah and And he's he's just walking around with like
0: yeah but so yeah then lucifer comes and pulls his heart out and then his little goblin drags the body away and then they banish the dark soul from the little girl well there's there's a great moment where after it's all over lucifer's like Oh, so now that it's over you want to come back to hell with me, right? And they're like, "No, we don't want to come to hell." He's like, "Ah, come on." He's like, "I love you more than Jesus." <laughs> and Vigo's hamming it up. Vigo's yeah. Vigo's performance is so Great. good in this. He's so he's fantastic. He's my favorite part of this movie. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but they're Return just like of the king indeed. Yeah. And they're just like, "No, we don't want to go to hell." And he's like, "Ah, okay." <laughs> just, like, it leaves. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's this
0: weird, like, you have no power
2: here thing, but again, we don't know what the rules are and what level of why apparently, power does he have.
0: Apparently, all they ever needed all along was faith, because God loves humans more than angels and humans have souls and angels don't, so yeah. that's really all... It almost works. That's really all it takes. Yeah,
2: but again, they don't really make that clear. So here's here's one problem that makes the ending not really work is the, the first showdown with Gabriel in the trailer um, is they kind of easily defeat him. And yeah. And put him in mm-hmm. the cop car, and right before they close the door, they see his eyes still open, and he's still a He, fan. like,
0: winks at them. So they do yeah. the whole thing
2: where it's like they think they got him, but they didn't. And what what trope they really should have gone for instead is they barely get out of there with their lives. Well, exactly. what well, like, that's that's the, where they should have gone with that so that we still feel like Gabriel that's was the super thing. strong because well, he's an angel. When
0: though. they're driving down the road, then they find, like, the police cruiser, and it's, like, totaled. It's, like, destroyed, and, like, the cops are, like, all torn up and, like, bloody and gory and everything. So, like, oh, yeah, we know... That Gabriel escaped, but he obviously used his powers or something to escape from this. So, why is that? powers that we've never seen him use before and never see him use again. Like literally the fucking showdown they have with him at the end is he goes into the teepee to try to uh to try to take the Dark Soul. It was a wigwam, okay? Excuse me. And uh and Elias is <laughs> just whacks him I, I with a tire iron sure. a few times. Like it they defeat him so easily. Yeah. What are the rules? What are the rules?
2: Uh yeah, well also too, like it that 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 earlier sequence is really dumb because like Right before the cops close the door, Christopher Walken opens his eyes... And the detective has plenty of time to shout at them and flag them down, like
0: "Hey, he's awake! He's awake! He's
2: still alive! He's bad!" But instead,
0: he just kind of goes, "Oh no!" and just lets him drive away because the plot needs him to get away. And it's like, "Well, all right." I think, I think ultimately, what the movie ends up—the message of the movie ends up being—is that all you need is faith in God. Sure, and if you you have that, if all you all you needed was faith all along, and it will allow you to defeat even the mightiest of God's creations. Look, but There's it, a billion so... movies
2: and, 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 and anime series where yeah. this works, right? Where, like, the, the the power of the human condition or faith or whatever the fuck you want to call it is enough to triumph over evil. Sure. The problem is is that w- those words are said in the movie, but there's <laughs> nothing th- that shows that, right? Because he, sa- he just straight up says to Gabriel, like, yo, I have a soul and I have faith. And that's all I need. But like, Gabriel's just like beating people's heads in and like murdered tons of people like already yeah. and shit. So like the, the 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 rules don't really apply to that, right? Yeah. So like, and he doesn't say that, and then like a beam shoots out of his chest and kills him or something. You know what I mean? Like, which almost would have been more fitting but, like, instead, then just Lucifer shows up. Man,
0: a little... he doesn't actually do anything with, like, the faith,
2: the power.
0: A little lore detail that I thought was really cool that the movie treats as sort of just, like, a throwaway is that, like, Lucifer tells Virginia Madsen, is like, look, this war in heaven has been going on for thousands of years, and the whole time it's been going on, the gates of heaven are shut. So whenever people die... They're just rotting in the ground. Like, nobody's going to heaven. I still take people sometimes, because I can get in anywhere. But, you know, you need to do this and defeat Gabriel so they can open the gates of heaven again so all the souls can go back. And it's like, I thought that that idea is really interesting. It's like the angels are too busy fighting to take souls into heaven. But again, it's just kind of like a throwaway line. And it's really the plot of the entire fucking movie. And it's like, that should be, yeah, that should be (laughs) the like that is like that's the film what better motivation for Christian believers right like these characters like it's like oh my god for thousands of years souls haven't been getting into heaven they've either just been like going nowhere or to hell we gotta do something about this and it's just like the movie just doesn't give a shit about that at all Yeah. and it's like I guess we kind of see that they've accomplished their goal cause when the the gooey skeleton dark soul comes out of the girl at the end then like there's a literally just a ray of light that comes down from the sky from yeah. the heavens and banishes it and it's like okay i guess yeah. heaven's open we, again
1: We gotta talk about that cg a bit yeah. more well, Ooh, and the,
2: goo- before, the gooey skeleton yeah, before the cg happens we also get some absolutely outrageous um uh, like big trouble in little china like puppetry where the girl's throat like engorges like a toad before the soul can come out of it's her mouth. It's just
0: like one quick shot. It's yeah.
2: super fast, but like it's done practically, and it looks yeah. and it it looks hilarious. Well, yeah,
0: man. it's it's it. I mean, it's a cool effect, but then she vomits up a CG skeleton that I genuinely, the CG is so bad, and composited, and the compositing is so bad, I could not tell what I was looking at until we get the wide shot of, like, the beam of light coming down and we see, like, its silhouette as it gets, like, blasted into oblivion. That was the first, that was the only time where I could actually tell what the thing was that I was looking at. Because otherwise it just looked like a mess of uh, shitty CG. Just, like, vomit on screen. I could not tell what the (laughs) fuck was happening. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see a face in
2: it. Like, we were rewound it. Sort we, of. We rewound it. And yeah. it's, it's like, uh, we, we rewound. It's hard. it's hard to get that rewound? one Rewound? Yeah. Rewound. We. Re- if you just say rewound, that's fine. But if you say we, we re-wound, rewound it. Re-wound, <laughs> we rewound. Breaks my brain, man. So um, I'm just dumb. But anyway, yeah, like, we, we took it back. <laughs> and uh, the... <laughs> Uh, the the fucking um, yeah, you can see like a morphing face in it that kind of looks at the them and goes, <gasps> but it, again, it's it's such a mess.
0: Yeah, it's
2: um of, of visuals. Uh, I think see, I like, think angels, it's visually like, illegible the sky as well. Which again is like, wait, are they on Earth? What's going on? Uh, Don't know. Are they angels or are they souls? Who knows? I no you, fucking idea. You're, you're so fucking right though. Like it's a it's a one off thing, and it really is the plot of the movie. Yeah, like, that should have been on the cave wall. That should have been like made super clear and it is a cool revelation because uh sorry i've been overusing that word lately but um ever since silent hill but uh it also adds some cool context to the familiars right where like he's just cramming their souls back in there but his whole thought is like well i mean after you die it's not going anywhere anyway yeah and that's cool that's neat that's a neat idea and we don't really get that. Yeah, it's
0: like, oh, don't don't be begging me for death. When I let you die, your soul's just going to go nowhere. Yeah, you know? and so like, like,
2: it makes, it kind of recontextualizes how evil his indifference is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, really, I'm just giving you more time. When you go, you're not going to heaven. You're just going to kind of sit anyway. That's kind of neat. It's kind of a fun idea. But
0: again, it, they don't Yep. do a lot with it. <laughs> that, that's this movie in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We rate or rate?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: yeah. I guess I'll go first, sure. uh, since Cleveland said you didn't know what you were going to write this. no idea i still I, don't. I think this is an interesting movie i i don't I don't think it's a good movie, so i I don't really want to give it like a a good rating, but it is something. It is. It is an, a really interesting movie. I think I'm going to give it a three out of five because, though I wouldn't recommend it as like a good film, I would generally recommend this movie to people who haven't seen it just because it's so fucking weird. Yeah. It's such a strange movie that has like such obvious roots that go to like media that came after it with some like really good performances. Yeah, I. I it's, it's a bad movie, but I would, I would recommend it, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, movies succeed or fail on their own terms. Like, ultimately, you can't completely compare one movie to another to say, you know, subjectively. Like, sure. You you're telling a down. story, and a story is going to succeed or fail on what it's made to do. Yeah. And this movie kind of falls in the middle of the road because it's not it's not campy enough or it's not serious enough and it fails because it doesn't, you know, pick a lane. Um, I, with that said, it succeeds in a lot of ways, you know, Christopher Walken and Vigo both give awesome, fun performances. I wish there was more of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't a bad movie by any means. I don't know if I would rush to revisit it again, but it was, it was fun. I'll give it a two and a
2: half out of five. Two and a half, so right in the middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um I'm with you guys. There's a lot I liked. Um if it was on, I'd 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 enjoy um I kinda of felt this way about like was Orphan the Last Thing we want we covered. No,
0: Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. We literally um, recorded that episode two days ago, Cleveland.
2: <laughs> I don't fucking remember things. <laughs> I don't remember things. I'm the fuck out of here with that. Like but yeah, uh you know, with with those sorts of movies. I wouldn't like watch it again on my own, but I would definitely like show it to a friend and like see what they thought about it. And like I get a lot of joy out of doing that. So like I would definitely like watch this movie again with a friend. Um and I I really want to watch the sequels. Like that's for sure. I'm I'm sold. I want yeah, to find out what happens I next. I think I
0: am intrigued enough to, uh, to to be interested dude, in the if sequels. If I get more
2: Nick Cave uh Christopher Walken like I'm 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 here for it, man. Maybe there's even more of them. Let's, let's go. There's like several more movies of him being like that. Hell yeah. Maybe he like, he turns good in some of the other ones, you know, like who's to say that could be fun.
0: But what would you rate this one? What
2: would I rate this one? I'm going to say, um, I'm a little bit torn between like a three and a 3.5 because it's so insane. But I think I did find at the end of the day, like I love the Christopher Walken stuff and the Viggo Mortensen stuff. But at the end of the day, I think I found the majority of the lore stuff to be like more frustrating mm. than entertaining, personally. Um, so I'm just gonna pull it back to a three. I think. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it's it and it's it's really close. Just because I really love some of that Christopher Walken stuff. It, it was it was almost more frustrating seeing all the peripheral lore kind of pull that back from being as cool as it could have been and as terrifying. So yeah, uh, three. It's all three, you know. Well, above half. But.
0: That'll that'll give the prophecy an average of two point eight out of five. I want to say I, I do want to compliment Zach on his pick Great of pick. this movie because. So glad you picked uh, this one. Yeah, while it's while it's not a, a particularly good movie in my opinion, wow, what a fucking interesting movie to, to watch and talk so about. Like yeah, I I would absolutely recommend this film to others as a curiosity. And,
2: you know what? I think I grew personally from watching this also. I think I learned a lot of I got a lot of cool ideas. It feels of, and it I, I feels, learned a lot of like I I saw a lot of good examples of what not to do in ways I hadn't thought about before.
0: Honestly, it it's one of those movies Where after watching it, I feel like an important gap in my film knowledge is filled in by watching it. As, uh, I guess, obscure as this movie is, I don't know. Um, I I think that it went on to influence some stuff and like, man, what a fucking weird, interesting movie. So, uh, definitely check it out if you're curious. It's a little long. It is a little long for what it is. Um, But, anyway... Is next week my pick? Yep. Okay. Um, Next week, we're going to do 28 Weeks Later. You know, so of double down, back to back. Uh, <laughs> no, I already, I already, I already thought sequels, about it. Ahead of new time.
2: sequels open.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, i going uh, We're gonna Give do my prophecy uh, two, baby. We're gonna do twenty eight weeks later. <laughs> okay. um, so uh, that'll be that'll be next week's episode of the pod. Um, it's coming up. We're doing
2: prophecy two before the end. Sure, of the show. sure. Happening. I uh, yeah, I mean,
0: you've you've got more, you've got more picks left, so you can you can do what you choose. Um, but it's time to do the sponsor, Sponsor. now that we've got all the boys back in the same room again.
2: boys are back in room. The boys are back in room. All right, this week is brought to you by Rob Zombie's certified pre-owned Dragulas. They're certified. Pre-owned. They are certified.
0: They, uh, he gives gives a fair price for them. I got a little bit of wear and tear, but... (laughs) Are you looking to. This baby can fit so many witches in it. Slaps trunk, that's right.
2: Are you looking to burn through the witches and dig through the ditches in the back of your own personal Dracula? Well, look no further with. Let me look at the piece of paper again. What the fuck was it? It's Rob Zombie's certified pre owned
0: Draculas. We've got the monsters coming up pretty soon. That would have been a good sponsor yeah. for that, but this is kind of a, <laughs> <this is> a <laughs> preview.
2: Yeah, as a preview. Yes, yeah, coming soon. Uh, Rob, Rob, Robert Zomberts uh, uh, monsters G- dig through the dishes. Do you think? Do you think that the the new Rob Zombie movie is going to have any slamming in the back of the Dracula? Bro, if there's
1: going to be an actual Dracula in the, Munsters?
0: if there's not. I'm going to become the Joker. <laughs> because the Dracula is from the Munsters show originally. Yeah. So if Rob Zombie is doing a Munsters film and there's not a fucking Dracula in we it... We don't hear the song Drag? I... I, I don't know if they'll if they'll be that on the nose and put the song Dragula in it. That that's sort of like uh that it would be funny, but that would sort of be like fucking uh Fred Durst making uh, Devin Sawa listen to Limp Biscuit in uh, The Fanatic. Oh, Limp Biscuit? Um uh, but Jesus film. fucking Christ, if that movie that movie's gonna fucking suck, if it comes out and it doesn't have a dragula in it. I'm I'm gonna fucking lose my mind.
2: I have a theory. I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the case. But I have a, I have a theory. What if the movie? What if that movie, as a twist, isn't family friendly?
0: Oh, it, it's and super... they just cut all that
2: out of the trailer.
0: What if it's <laughs> got What if it's got full penetration? It,
2: Slamming in the the back of the 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 Dracula. That's what I'm getting (laughs) at. Do you think,
0: like, yeah, like... And we see Sherry Moon Zombie's asshole. Oh, no, don't say that. (laughs) Why not? I don't know. She's not listening. Neither
2: is Rob. I know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why that crosses a line for me.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. Anyway, check out Rob Zombie's certified pre-owned Dracula sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. (laughs) um and with that that'll bring us to the end of this week's episode if you like the show leave us a five-star rating on apple podcasts support us on patreon at patreon.com slash shout out to honorary pod boys sam simon and zach confer they get to pick movies for us to watch if you want to be like them patreon's the place to do it you can also follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and at letterboxcom PodPeoplePod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show, with our average ratings and links to those reviews. I'm on Twitter at SomeSpookySnake. Also, next Spooky Saturday is uh, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, it is going to be not this weekend but the next Saturday, September 17th. Next Spooky Saturday. I think I'm going to play Outlast. I'm not 100% on that no, yet, I but I think I'm going to play Outlast. I haven't. It should oh. be fine. I'll um, try to tune
2: in, because I've, uh, I've always been curious. I've never played it myself. Yeah.
0: I watched a Let's Play of it years ago, but I don't remember it all that well. But, you know, for the last... Spooky Saturday, I did Blair Witch. I figured I'd continue the trend of uh, scary camcorder video games. Yeah. So, and it
1: seems like, much like Blair Witch, it's one that you can probably play through most of in the city.
0: Yeah. I think the playthrough I watched before, it's, it's, I think it's like a seven or eight hour game, so I can probably do it in two sessions. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's what I'm leaning towards. Cool,
2: cool, cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I'm occasionally tweeting for Light Art Studios, who put out progress on its stairs back. Uh, you can also find my work primarily uh, via DreadXP.com and Oak Rush DreadXP uh, on Steam as well, uh, doing cool cover art and supplemental art and concept art and all kinds of cool art and environmental design and other character design other shit like that for a bunch of our games. Uh, just having a blast making art for games. That's uh, That's me. Um, uh, most recently, of course, you can check out the Mortuary Assistant. Um, I'm also going to be at PAX. Uh,
0: when this episode West. comes out, that will be over. Oh,
2: well, you missed your chance. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you didn't see me at PAX. Uh, I was at Seattle. Uh, <laughs> sucks for you. Sorry, too bad. Damn, you
0: missed it. <laughs> Damn. Thanks. Uh, rough. <laughs> Well, with the ending of this episode, we have cast wide the gates of heaven once again, and I can feel myself being sucked into that sweet celestial goodness, so, bye. bye. Oh, life is bigger, it's bigger than
3: you. Distance in